What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Rap and Wrestle podcast. You guys know me. My name is Derek. Make sure you follow Rap and Wrestle on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, at Rap and Wrestle. Also, make sure you subscribe on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere you get all your streaming needs. Today, very special day. Got a very special guest with me. He's a savage. I'm not talking about Megan the Stallion at all. I'm talking about my boy, PJ Savage. What's good with you, bro? Uh, man, thank you. It's a pleasure to be on, man. I said every time I do a podcast, the things that you do for us independent wrestlers, you give us a platform to, like, this is me going through the curtain right now. This is what you guys do is so important. What you do is important. Uh, thank you for the platform. Thank you for having me on. Rap and Wrestle just got savage. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah, man. Thank you for, for coming on, taking the time out. Definitely appreciate that, man. Uh, you know, we was trying to set this up. We finally got it going. Definitely, I'm yeah. happy to get you on, bro. Um, you know, uh, you 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 have, like, a very, like, dope uh, career path, the way you, like, started off in the business. And, you know, not too many people could say, like, hey, I started off my career being trained by a WWE Hall of Famer, you know, being trained under uh, Johnny Rods. Um, how did you just get that, that hookup with him and um, – what would you say is probably the best piece of advice that he's given you so far? Oh, man. Uh, to backtrack, how I got hooked up with him is, you know, I was in a very, very bad place in my life, and uh, wrestling was just always there for me. And uh, long story short, I looked up wrestling schools, and House of Glory came up. I was thinking about it. Uh, but I, I've watched wrestling since I was a kid. I'm into the history of wrestling. And, and even though I wasn't a wrestler, I want my documentary. I want my story told yeah. the way I want it to be told. And when I saw WWE Hall of Fame of Johnny Rods, it was like, that's a good start to the story. So uh, I came down to his office at like 10 a.m. And, man, when I tell you I stood there all day and talked to him, that's exactly what happened. He, we didn't leave till like 11, 12 o'clock at night. And the man drove me home. So, like, it was a hook the moment I sat next to him. And, you know, one of those things, like, you love wrestling. We all love wrestling. Uh, one of the things for me was wrestling has the greatest fan base in the history of anything. And uh, no disrespect to the fans, but I didn't want to be a fan. I wanted to be a part of the business. I wanted to be in the business. I wanted to sit down at those tables with Vince McMahon, Ric Flair, Triple H, and be accepted talk with Stone Cold and have him call me his brother. I wanted to be a part of the family. And I knew my way in was to be a professional wrestler and to earn my stripes. So uh, that day at Johnny's, it kind of felt like that, man. It felt like I was, I was starting that journey. So I was hooked ever since. And, and as far as the best piece of advice he's ever gave me, man, that man gives a wealth, like a well of knowledge. It's so hard just to pick one thing out, but, uh, one of the things I could honestly say, he taught me how to be a man. He taught me how to grow up. I'm a father of four kids. I have four beautiful children. Wrestling coincided with me becoming a man and growing up and really learning how to take care of my family and stepping up and being a man. And uh, Johnny had a big part to do with that, so much so that my, my newborn, my, uh, he's not newborn anymore, but he's about to turn two. My son Lucas is named after him. His name's Lucas John. And uh Johnny Rods, 
that man is everything to me. He's he's one of the the golden tickets of this wrestling business, and man, I'm proud to be a part of that family. It comes with its pros and cons being a part of Johnny's, but man, that's that's the that's the beginning of it right there. Yeah, man. Yeah, definitely. I always hear uh, great words about Johnny and, you know, the impact he's had on, uh, you know, people's careers and helping them get started in the business. Uh, definitely a dope guy. And uh, for sure, what you said about, uh, you know, wrestling fans just being the greatest fan base. I always tell people that as well. It's like nobody can top wrestling fans and, and anything as far as like support. You know, there's always a lot of criticism, just like any fan base and, you know, any sport. But, you know, at the end of the day, I think we have the strongest uh, support system for each other. And yep. and it's just it's an amazing thing to be a part of, for sure. Um, you know, it, it was kind of tough. Speaking of being, uh, being a wrestling fan, this is my next question. Um, you know, for us, we kind of we kind of got spoiled because if you look at all the other sports uh, across, you know, the whole quarantine, we were the only guys that were still going and still running this whole time. So we still got to, you know, watch wrestling and, you know, we still got to complain about wrestling like we love to do. Um, but uh, for you, how was it like wrestling like during the pandemic? And um, how was it uh, like just adjusting, getting back in the ring once things started to open back up? Uh, that's that's probably the best question I've been asked in a long time. But uh, wrestling during this pandemic was probably the hardest and the best thing that's happened to my career um to give you a little bit of info on the way johnny rods works it's you're, if you're in that school it's hard to leave you know you're not really a, a one of those guys if you you're going out and doing independence he, he you know he frowns upon that a little bit he wants to be the only cook in the kitchen and and you know i can't blame the man he, the proof is in the pudding he's he's trained guy after guy but uh when the pandemic hit it, it hit johnny's hard because we had a youtube show going on and i felt like that youtube show was picking up momentum um i was gaining momentum i was the heavyweight champion there for almost three years uh everything was clicking the roster was clicking and then the pandemic hit and everything shut down and then i'm sitting down home watching all these independent promotions keep going to a smaller degree and then watching Raw and NXT every week, that it sucked for me because I felt like I wasn't doing anything to progress to the, the main goal. And uh, I made the decision halfway through that I just, I wasn't going back. I was going to hit the indie scene. And that's why in January, January, December, I was like, I'm going to hit this indie scene harder than I ever hit, anybody ever hit it. I'm going to be booked more than anybody. I'm going to pop up at every show. And I'm going to show show everybody who Savage is, man. And uh, so, like, in that aspect, it was the best thing that has ever happened to me because if it wasn't for the pandemic, man, I probably would have still been drinking a Kool-Aid and sitting in Johnny's office and, and not hitting these independent promotions. But now that I have and I've been gaining some momentum slowly but surely and it's going in the right direction. So this pandemic has been a cursing and a blessing. And just being at home with my kids, I just had my son, so, like, that was awesome, you know. Nice, like congrats. I got to, yeah, I got to stay home and just basically be with my son every day for the first two years of his life. Like, dude, mm -hmm. you can't, you can't get that nowhere else. Um, but it was tough. We lost a couple family members. We lost a couple friends. We lost somebody down there at Gleason. His name's Gorilla Divu to COVID. Man, love you, miss you. I ride Gorilla in my boots every time I go out. So, uh, 
It's been tough. It's been hard, but man, it's been a blessing. Like I'm sitting here with you right now. I'm on the Rap and Wrestle podcast, man. So something's going right, you know? Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. Uh, you know, sometimes you, you know, you gotta, you know, take a chance on yourself and, you know, do what you think is right at the end of the day to kind of help yourself progress. And it seems for you that, you know, that decision is paying off for you and it's going in the right direction because I'm seeing PJ Savage seeing that name a lot of places now. And I, I think that's a definitely a good thing, man. Definitely happy for you. Um, Appreciate it. Yeah, no doubt, man. And congrats on the, on the kid as well, man. I, 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 I know that feeling as well. Uh, oh, man. For me too. I, I, I was home for a good amount of time and I got to be here with my eight year old son and my three year old daughter now. Uh, but it was just amazing just to be like every day with them and just share those moments. So that's the one thing, you know, we could we could take away from it. We got to get that time with our family. Exactly. Um, yeah, yeah. So what was it that uh what was it that that made you fall in love with wrestling and or what was it that uh, attracted you? I feel like uh going back to being a wrestling fan, I feel like we all have like uh like a distinct story or something that 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 made us fall in love for PJ Savage. What was that for you? Uh, for PJ Savage, it was WrestleMania 10. Uh, I was actually at the event and, uh, I, I was four years old at the time, but very vividly, I remember the pink lights and the black lights and the music with the guitar and it was Bret Hart. Like that was the first wrestler that came out. That was like my first exposure to professional wrestling was Bret Hart's theme song. And just seeing him come out, it was the match with Owen. And I don't remember half that card, man. I don't remember most of it. I remember the beginning when Brett came out, and I very vividly remember when Brett won the title. And I remember when we was leaving, I made my uncle go buy me one of those foam belts, you know, remember those foam yeah. belts that said heavyweight champion on it? Because uh, I wanted to be like Bret Hart, man. And then after that, I was just like how kids back in, like, the 2000s, they had John Cena. The kids in the 80s had Hulk Hogan. Like, the kids in the 90s, we had Brett. Like, Brett was the guy for us. So, Brett was, like, huge for me. And then, like, as it progressed early, like, into my teenage years, I was into Stone Cold, The Rock, you know, Triple H. Those guys were, I was heavy. And so, who didn't want to be Triple H, you know? Like, I was there at the Garden, and uh, when he came back from the injury, when he was looking like Hercules. Yeah. I was, yeah. like, one of those. That, I think that was the distinct moment that, for me, that I was, like, I want to do that. I want to do what he does to make all these people go crazy the way he did just by coming out like that's that that was a moment for me where it was like I need that moment I need to have that moment for me and that was that was probably the moment where I was like I gotta be a professional wrestler dope man dope um for you know being here in in the northeast and we talking about you know uh branching out and uh you know how you made that decision to hit the indies hard um are there any places in the northeast that you would like to wrestle or any people that are out there that you uh, kind of want to get in the ring with? Oh, man. The list is long on each end. Um, <laughs> on each end. Man, I got to tell you, like, the Northeast scene is, is coming to life. Like, it is coming to life. Like, the New York, New Jersey scene is starting to catch up. It's starting to, to get some heat. It's just, I'm, you know, I'm throwing some shots. They wanna, there's a lot of old, old dudes out there, man. Like, <laughs> on the New Jersey, New York scene, it's just like a lot of old dudes. It's just you know, you know they're not gonna go nowhere. They not you know they're not looking for a contract. So why are they sitting out here, man? Like mm -hmm. if you're not gonna put on for this twenty five dollar ticket, 
then why lace up those boots just because you love lacing up your boots? That's not the point, man. Like, I, I love, I, I'm in love with that New England scene. That New England scene with XWA, Limitless, Beyond, all those promotions out there, Battlefront, TOS, like all the, they put on. And it's a bunch of young, hungry guys out there. And that's why that, that, that whole scene up there is so, it's on fire right now. The Philly scene lower down is, is pretty good. But uh, as far as promotions, man, if I had my eye on one promotion, I would probably have to say GCW is one of those promotions that I got my eye on. Who doesn't want to see PJ Savage? in a GCW ring. Um, Limitless, I, I, I like what they're doing up there. I haven't really gotten to get into that ring yet. Beyond, they're doing some cool things up there, man. Man, if you got a professional wrestling ring, let me in it. Like, that, that, right. that, that, that's where I want to be. Uh, but right now, if I had to choose a, an opponent, I would have to choose Jacob Fatu, man. Like, Jacob oh. Fatu, I've been on a couple shows with him. I was just with him this past weekend up in Invictus. Mm-hmm. He's been doing, he's been hitting that Northeast loop pretty hard. And, uh, man, I, I want to go to war with Fatu, man. That that man is amazing in the ring. MLW heavyweight champion. MLW starting up soon. Uh, but I, I definitely want to lock horns with him and just go crazy and throw each other all around that ring, man. If I had to choose one person, it would definitely be him right now. Yeah, man, that would that'd be dope. That's definitely a great choice, man. Fatu is definitely killing it. Uh, MLW, one of those places that uh, when anybody asks me about a great talent out of any wrestling company, I always feel like MLW is, like, always that's top the of the line. And, yeah, you know, that's, that's the hopefully place they're, they're getting their exposure right now. So hopefully, you know, people get to see how good of a company they are. Um, you know, for you, for PJ Savage, though, for, for the rest of the year, Kind of like what? What would you say? What are your goals to finish out this year? As we, you know, we heading into the second half of this year for you personally. What What are those goals? I, I want to be the hottest name on the Northeast, or possibly the East Coast. I want to be the hottest name. I want to be the guy that everybody's talking about. I want to be the guy that's like when you hear my music hit and I pop up at an indie show that I'd never been to before everybody goes crazy because they want to see me there like that that's what i want to be i want to create that buzz i want to get into the best shape of my life i want to rock the house down tore down places that i'm booked at and and really just give like i'm the type of guy that when i when i walk those curtains i'm gonna give you everything i have i'm gonna give you my all i'm gonna i remember pagano uh he's a wrestler from uh mexico i did a couple shows with him and uh with Johnny Rods with WW. And uh, I have so much respect for that man. He used to tell me stories about $5 ticket shows and him going through light tubes and glass tables and loving every second of it and, and giving his, his whole life to every person out there. And, and that's what that, that was instilled in me. You know, like I want to be the guy that comes out there and I don't care how much I'm getting paid, I don't care how many people is in the crowd. You're going to get PJ Savage as if he was at WrestleMania every single time I walk through that curtain. Like, that's the energy I'm going to bring in. And I just want everyone to know that. So come December, come 2022, I want I want to be that name that's on the tip of everybody's tongue, almost a household independent name where people are talking about me and, and, and thinking up what kind of dream matches they can have, who can I wrestle, whether it's AJ Gray, Jacob Fatu, Austin Aries, Alex Hammerstone, all those guys that are the names right now, Richard Holiday, 
JT Dunn, all those names, all those guys that have those names, I want you to think about those names and go, I want to see that matchup with P.J. Savage. So if I had a goal, it's not titles, it's not contracts, the contracts is going to come. It's it's about making noise and, and really taking off with this whole independent scene. Yeah, definitely, definitely good mindset to have for sure. Uh, you know, kind of on the reverse end of that as well, um, what do you think personally it is that separates PJ Savage from everybody else that's out here? As we said, we know the Northeast. We know being over here, the scene is flooded. There's a lot of those old guys you talked about. There's a lot of new hungry guys that you talked about. There's a million companies out here in Jersey, New York, Philly, Pennsylvania, New England. So what is it that for PJ Savage that makes him stand above the rest? Man, I I was I heard it at a show this weekend. Random person came up to me, random fan who's in the crowd, and he just told me he was like, Man, I like your intensity. I like I like how you you just, you know, I could feel you when you're in that ring. And and that's the difference, man. Whether it's on the promos, whether it's on the in the ring, whether it's training, whatever it is, whether it's a tryout, when I'm standing next to somebody. I want it more. I need it more. I'm going to scratch your eyes out. I'm going to dog you out. I'm going to step on your neck. I'm going to break your back because I want it more. And even if it's just a lockup in the middle of that ring, and, you know, everybody knows what wrestling is. It's pre-choreographed. We know the finish. We know things that goes on to the wrestling business. Everybody's smart to it now. But I'm still going in that ring like it's a fight, man. I'm I'm walking into that ring and this is real to me. This is this is my life. This is my art. This is this is what I'm bred to do. And that's what's gonna separate me from every single body else. And I study more than every man on this planet. And I don't care what anyone says. But I make my kids study, man. I make my wife study. I make I make everyone around me study. I have to because I have no choice because I'm I'm so into it. I throw my whole mind, body, and soul into professional wrestling. And uh, I feel like that's the edge that I have on people, and that's the edge that I'm going to keep. And, uh, man, I'm here to make noise. I'm here to take over. Take over is the moniker I've been running by, so and it, it ain't going away. Facts, facts. All right, so let, let's go into this is This is rap and wrestle. So let's go Let's go into the music side of things. Um, what for you, uh, what, what would you, what music are you listening to now? And what were you listening to growing up? Maybe it's the same thing. Maybe it's different. But what 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 were you listening? What are you listening to now? What were you listening to? You know, as you were growing up, man. A, a lot of stuff when I was growing up. I feel like those wrestling games when we was growing up, like WrestleMania versus Duck Raw versus SmackDown. Uh, you know, all those games, No Mercy. Like the soundtracks on those games. The soundtracks on those games introduced a lot of us into a side of music that we never really looked into like those yeah, rocks yeah. the the skillets and uh you know the papa roaches and mm -hmm. so like i would dab into that a lot of lincoln park um i listened to a ton of rap music like 50 cent i was heavy into 50 and the whole g unit days man and then i remember i went through a phase of just listening to a lot of like kid cuddy kid yes. cuddy was my go-to for a long time man like i, I messed with kid cuddy and, and mgk when he was rapping the whole Lace-up mm -hmm. movement, that was fire to me. It's crazy because my son is into MGK's music now. My little son, he'd be sitting there with a microphone and rocking out like, because MGK make the rock music now. Nice. And, uh, I would say, like, right now, when we're on the road, Drake be hitting. Drake Drake on the road, when you're in the car after the show, 
Drake hit because Drake always rapping about them dreams and what, what's a wrestler without a dream, man? So facts, Drake facts. always hit and, and I got to stay Post Malone, man. Post Malone's ass out Hollywood's bleeding. I still play that every single day. That, like I'm just rocking out the music. So Post Malone, and then uh, I'm heavy into my rock music, man. Like I like my Shine Down music. And every single one of those guys, classic rocks, uh, Three Doors Down, all those, um, Three Days Grace, all of them, I'm, I'm into all of it. I listen to everything, man. I was in, uh, this is dude named Prince Ahmed, another indie wrestler, is the Egyptian guy. Uh, it's not a gimmick. My man is straight out of Egypt. Like, he just moved over here to train with Johnny Rods. He's one of my best friends in this world. But my man listens to country music. Oh, like, man. It's, it's crazy. Like, we be in the car. And you listening to Johnny Cash if you riding with Prince Ahmed. So it's, it's it's a crazy thing. But so like, and it also depends on who we riding with because I'm on the road a lot now. So most of my, my music listening is on the road in the car with other guys. So like, you're going to hear a lot of pop smoke because uh, one of the dudes I ride with, Jay Bougie, loves pop smoke. Pop smoke is fire. Mm-hmm. Um, Ahmed and his country music, my boy and his alternative rock. Like, it all, the music scene is diverse for us, man. Yeah, no, facts, facts. Yeah, uh, you see, the, the funny thing with uh, when it comes to Drake, I feel like Drake is literally, you know how, like, you go to the store and you just got a, a one-stop shop for everything? Drake. I feel like that's Drake. That's the one-stop. Drake. He got, he, Drake. He got songs for, for when you're in love with a girl. He got songs for when that girl did you wrong. He got songs Drake. for having dreams, like you said. He got Drake. songs being in the club with his boys spending money. Gangster music, he got it. <laughs> it's crazy, Bro, Drake, man. Drake, I have you in your feelings on a ride from Philly to New York. Drake, Back. I have you in your feelings. Me and my boy call it Drake and Steaks because we, whenever we go to Philly, we go to Geno's or Pat's, we get our Philly cheesesteaks, and that's where I ride home. It's just nothing but Drake, so it's Drake and Steaks. And, man, Drake be having in your feelings. He be having you tight. He be having you happy. All of it. Drake is the one-stop shot. He that bodega on the corner that you go to. Got everything in it. Yeah, he's he he's definitely he he's the man. And uh, you know, I was watching um a million dollars worth of game. I don't know uh, with uh, uh talking to Philly with uh, yeah. uh Gilly the Kid and uh yeah. Wallow, and they had Funk Flex, and they were talking about uh Drake being the greatest of all time. Like yeah. in, even as a rapper, it's like yo, an R and B singer is the greatest rapper of all time. That's and a it's fact. Like, it's, it was crazy. I'm like, I can't argue. I think, for me personally, I think Drake is the greatest artist of all time. That's what I, yeah. that's what I always say. I don't. I, I, I don't feel like there's an argument for it. There definitely is an argument for it, for sure. I feel like it's literally like like him and Michael Jackson. You could go like one A, one B. Like as far as artists, yeah. like across anything, I think it is nobody messed with those two dudes, man. Yeah. They're just amazing. Just amazing. Um, you know, in New York, everybody there's always a, a debate about. You know, who's the best New York rapper? Who's the greatest artist to come out of New York? 50 Cent at one time, like you said, you're you're rocking with 50. Yeah, he was, was, the, he was 50, the king yeah. of New York at one time. Uh, people say Jay-Z, Nas. Um, Who would you say, if, if you kind of had to rank, I guess I'd, I'd say a top three, if you're if you're ranking the top rappers of oh. New York, who 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 are you saying those those top three rappers of New York all time were? Man, I def- number one is easy for me. Number one is Biggie Small. It, 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 it don't come out of Big Papa's like place. Like they, this was his his city. He put New York on a different type of map. Like yeah. it, 
the things that he did for the city was crazy. He put Bad Boy on the map. Like, Biggie's on another level for me. Um, I would definitely have to put Big Pun on there because what he meant to a Puerto Rican kid growing up. Nice. So for me, Big Pun and like Biggie Smalls, two big niggas, you know, like yeah, yeah, like those those are the men, like those those yeah. are my guys, man. And um, I would honestly definitely have to put Fifty up there, man. Like Fifty changed the game for me. Fifty was different. Like when Fifty came out, he was one of the most popular dudes out there, and it was just different, even though it wasn't different. Mm-hmm. Like 50, 50 was on a whole nother level. So I think that's my top three: Biggie, Big Pun, and Fifty. Yeah, no, that, that's definitely dope. I feel like 50, I, I think with 50, the thing with him is 50 brought like an authenticity to all of this stuff. When, when you're talking about gangster rap and all that, it was like yeah. some of these guys rap gangster stuff, but it was like when 50 came, you truly believe like, yo, this dude is really a gangster. Like he, yeah, he's, bro. he's tough. So that I think that made his music hit just a, a little bit more. And, and it was like, I think honestly, since, now Drake being such a big artist, I think before him, like Fifty Cent was that that last huge artist. Yeah, like no yeah, nobody was breaking fact. numbers. It, it, was, it was just crazy, and you know it's so funny. I I was uh, I was talking to one of my boys over the weekend too, and it's funny as you you put uh, Big Pun in your top three because he was like he he's Puerto Rican as well. Uh, he's like yo, people be hating on Big Pun, yo. They'll never put a Puerto Rican dude in, in as a top rapper, man. They be hanging because he's Puerto Rican. You know, that has, you know what? You know what I had something to do is that the Puerto Ricans out here, man. I grew up in Harlem. Like I grew up on 125th and Broadway. Like that's I grew up in the thick of Harlem. I live in Spanish Harlem. So like uh-huh. I know the vibes, I know the life. Been in the heights, but ain't nothing like a Puerto Rican man talking about big pun. Big pun to a Puerto Rican man is Jesus. Yeah, like, so like we we rap them too hard, so like people like dismiss it because you know we rap it a little bit too mm-hmm. hard. Mm-hmm. But he was man, the things he did for our community, the things he did just to to give us a voice. Like yeah. I remember that was one of the first times I saw somebody that looked like me, mm-hmm. and, and thinking it, you know, like he reading, he eating rice and beans just like me every night. Yeah. <laughs> he chilling on the one train coming through, chilling in the hood just like me, and it's like. That that meant a lot, and, and he was fired, bro. Like he was fired. But but to touch back on Fifty, Fifty, like you said, was real and authentic. Like that yes. was different. Like I remember many men. That song was yes. so different. Yeah, that song just hit different. The fact that he was shy, he was in all his all the things that he was in, and many men wish death upon me. Man, <laughs> that that song hit different at that time. So like. That 50 was fire, man. I don't care what nobody say. I love Pop Smoke, Pop Smoke. Son. He reminded me of 50 a lot. Yeah, And the Many Men song, too. A lot of people like the Many Men song he did, but ain't nothing like that original to me, man. Ain't nothing like that original Many Men song. Yeah, definitely, definitely, man. That, that, that was a crazy time period, man. Um, for, for, you know, you said growing up in Harlem as well and being in Spanish Harlem. Uh, so I know somebody... Uh, you talk about big periods and people who made an impact. Um, coming out of Harlem, I know Dipset were like they were on top of the world at one point too. Like they they were killing the rap scene. Yeah, um, man. Like that, that like, baggy era. That was the baggy era. Baggy facts. era was crazy. Yeah, <laughs> the the long the free size tees and yeah, all that stuff. Man. The baggy era was crazy. You know who else was hitting too? He was kind of low key to go out here like fabulous. 
Especially during that era. Like that era with Dipset was, was mm-hmm. on fire. Fab, Fab was on another level. Like Dipset had Uptown on lock. They had Harlem on lock. Yeah. But Fab had all of New York on lock. Fab had Brooklyn. He had Queens. Yeah. Fab had a lot. And I, you know what's crazy? I still can't even like remember too many Fab songs. He was just hot. Like <laughs> Fab yeah. was just one of those dudes. But Dipset definitely had a lot. I used to go to Dipset store on 145th and Broadway and buy sneakers, bro. Like Oh man, yeah they they changed they changed the game. I feel like they changed the game on like another level. Like they they came and it was like I don't even. It wasn't even like their raps were like, yo, these are the greatest rappers right now spitting. It was just their their fashion and yeah. every like they they literally made us yeah. all wear big clothes and then they the said jerseys with the t shirts under jerseys, all of that. And then if you think about it. They were the first ones who changed it all up and made all of us start wearing tight clothes. Facts. <laughs> so, Facts. They, they changed everything. So they were definitely trendsetters, man. And they, Facts. they even even Cam with all the pink he used to wear. My man had the pink yeah. Range Rover like driving through Harlem. Like they were changing a lot. They were trendsetters, man. Big ups to Dipset, man. They they were fired. They changed a lot of dudes' lives up here. You watch the Dipset song, you put that video on, you started dressing like them like two days later. That was a fact. Do-rag, headband, Yankee yep. City, big old jersey, but it had to be a throwback Michelin Ness, some yep. long shorts on, yep. <laughs> some Jordans or some Nikes, them ups, man. It was just a different vibe out here. It was crazy, man. Had, had everybody looking like they was gang-related. Especially during the wintertime, everybody was wearing a Pele leather. Everybody, bro. Crazy, crazy. Yeah, it was crazy out here. So you know, just just combining both worlds now, um, how are you feeling about like the influx of like hip hop in the wrestling scene? I feel like uh, I don't know, maybe maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like it's kind of, it's kind of more accepted nowadays. You you know, you got guys in NXT, uh, Hit Row, who doing their thing with their their gimmick. Yeah, uh, you got sure. you see WWE's bringing in people like Cardi B and. Uh, Bad Bunny, Snoop Dogg on AEW and WWE. He makes his appearances. Um, how are you feeling about that? Just the the combination of both those worlds just coming together. Now, yeah, like e- even with the Usos, man, the Usos whole flow True. is a Puerto Rican dude from Harlem. Everybody say I look Samoan. Now nah, they look like a Puerto Rican dude from Harlem. Like that, <laughs> that's, that's what the Usos look like. But like the music industry and wrestling has always been synonymous with each other. And, and that was one of the reasons why I wanted to be a professional wrestler. I want to be remembered. Like, I don't want to just come into this world and not do anything in my life. I don't want to be remembered for anything bad. I'm not going to be no Nobel Prize winner. But I want to be in everybody's house. I want to be a household name. I want to be somebody that everybody talks about and knows. And, and the key to that was always wrestling for me. Like, everybody knows who Hulk Hogan is. Everybody knows who Macho Man is and Stone Cold. And the list goes on. You go, ooh, yeah somebody's head's gonna turn like they all know what you're talking about they were like wrestling has always been a major factor into pop culture and pop culture now in today's world is heavy into hip-hop it's not into you know the the girly music it's hip-hop now hip-hop drake is pop like drake is pop culture now and uh so wrestling being into that it's just it's hand in hand like rick is a part of the game more than 
Hulk Hogan and Macho Man, and he's he's one of those guys like every rap song you hear now has Ric Flair on it. Ric Flair comes out to every basketball game. He's everywhere, bro. So like, I love the way the direction is going. It's showing more of like where I came from, what I'm into. So like, it, it it's it's awesome. Yeah, man. I you know I always I always like that, and that that's kind of why I kind of like put this platform together as well, is because um you know. Let's let's be honest. For the most part, the people who are listening to to hip hop are people that look like me, people that look like you in right. urban areas. And I always looked at it as if that influx of hip hop happens in uh, wrestling, that kind of goes hand in hand with you know giving people of color more chances that they deserve, and you know pushing them to the you know the forefront, you know where they belong. Of course, nobody deserves any handouts or anything like that. But if you're putting on, uh, you know, great matches, you're showing great athleticism, and you know you're putting the work in like you're you're supposed to, you definitely deserve an opportunity. So that's why I always looked at it as as hand in hand, and you know I'm hoping that leads to to greater things. And you know I watch uh, uh, NXT and I watch those hit row guys, and I'm like, yo, like these guys are are really doing something good, and and if it's done right, it could turn into something really special, and. I think there, there's a lot of guys that are out there that, you know, kind of can be true to themselves. And I feel like kind of like the tie with hip hop was always with like people like New Jack or, um, you know, yeah. Homicide. It had an it, edge to it. Yeah, it had an edge. It, it, you know, yeah. Homicide or the Hit Squad. It was Fact. always something that people looked at as kind of like it wasn't like a good thing. It was like, yo, these are bad guys. These are gangsters. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it had I'm, the I'm, edge to it. Yeah, so I'm hoping I'm hoping it can you know shine a positive light on it as well. Um, currently, do you do you keep up with like the current stuff? Do you get a chance to you know watch stuff on TV? Man, I watch everything that's going on, like Raw, SmackDown, NXT, MLW, ROH. I like I said, I, I'm a study demon. Like I'm watching nice. everything that if it's on TV or it's on YouTube, I'm watching it. I watch all the AEW darks, the elevations. Nice. I watch everything, bro. <laughs> like it's, nice, nice. See? You know, like I'm trying to study what I'm getting into, and it's my profession, it's my career. So I would be the crazy one if I wasn't looking into it and trying to see what's out there and see what what these companies want to put out, what images they want to put out. Do they want the hard hitting? Do they want that new Japan style? Especially when it comes to the match types. So, like, yeah, to answer your question, I watch everything, bro. Yeah. Now, now let me. I'll ask you this then. Um, you know, do you do you kind of look at wrestling as a, a different light because like you're studying it? You know what I mean. So for for me, I feel like I kind of look at it differently just because I'm a podcaster, so I'm not quick to jump on stuff as much yeah. as you know the ordinary fan is. Or do you still have like you know your criticisms of you know some things that go on? Like kind of like what are just like your thoughts in general on uh, you know wrestling scenes today? No, yeah, I, I definitely look at it from a completely, completely different light than anybody else would. Like, like I said, I'm, I live with my kids. Um, yeah. So, like, I actually watch when we watch, like, the pay-per-views together. Because that's what mm -hmm. I do. I try to give them what my grandmother used to give me, where we used to sit down on Sundays, cook dinner, and watch a pay-per-view, Survivor Series or something. Yeah. Like, hell, so I'm watching it with my daughter. My daughter's a little bit older. So, my daughter, Sophia, my youngest daughter. And like, so she's more into it than most of them. So I kind of gauge her interest on certain things. So like, I see who she liking. Does she, and if it's not just the girls, especially with the guys too, like, why does she like AJ? Why does she not like Big E? 
Why yeah. does she like this person? So like, I do watch it with a completely different light. Um, I don't jump down its throat. There's nothing in there. Man, honestly, for me, especially when it comes to like, everybody knows, it, it's no secret. Especially the WWE product, it's down. Like, yeah. it's down. whether it's just the fans not being there or just the product getting stale and maybe all the releases has something to do with it. But the product is down across the board. And the product was down before the releases. So I really don't even want to hear that. But for me, the far the more it's down, the more it's going to be able to be there for me to bring it up. Because I want to be that guy that gets into WWE and makes Raw must-see. Makes Raw what it used to be. Monday Night Raw. Raw's Raw. And everybody's wearing the t-shirts. And that's why it's so heavy into today's like rap music and the hip-hop scene. Because of the fact that we're all grown up now. We're all 25 and 30. So yeah. we're in that area, and, and now we're the creators. Now we're the art content guys. And what we watched was the Attitude Era. So that's why you hear in The Rock, you hear in Stone Cold, True. all these guys, because they were part of our era. I want to be the guy that people are talking about 30 years after the fact. And when I watch today's product, I pick it apart as to, like, okay, why is Matt Riddle on TV? Yeah. What is it about Matt Riddle that they like on TV? Like last night, I was watching Raw. And it was like, all right, Matt Riddle, he has two segments. He was on a match. He's in here. Is it just because he's comedic? Is it just because he looks good? Or is it just mm-hmm. because of the Randy Orton factor? So those are the things that I'm sitting there and I'm watching. Uh, what was something else I could nitpick from last night when Damian Priest, Damian Priest finally showed back up. And it yeah. was like, oh, he was gone for personal reasons. And then you read the dirt sheets and you're like, oh, so he wasn't hurt with his back. He was just gone for personal reasons during this time of the earth. So it's like that's I, I don't really look at it how I used to look at wrestling. I wish I did because wrestling yeah. was such an escape for me. But uh, now it's all about business and now it's all about my career path. I'm sure it's the same for you. I'm sure you watch it and you're like, what can I talk about tomorrow? What can I post? What's the hottest topic here? You know, so like it is different, but maybe it's just because of our age also. Like somebody ran this question by me uh, earlier today. It was like, why isn't Pixar stuff good anymore? Why is this Toy Story good anymore? Why is it incredible? Any of those movies good? And he was like, it's because we're not 10. So maybe that's why we're not enjoying wrestling the way we are, because my kids enjoy wrestling like crazy. Yeah. My kids love wrestling. They they watch it. They're into it. They're playing with their figures. They're playing the wrestling games. They do all the same stuff I used to do. So maybe they are taking in wrestling how I used to take it in. And uh, maybe it's just different because we're a little bit older. Yeah, man. You know, I, I always think about that too, and I'm always what I always think of. I, I just think it. I think it's, it comes down to one word, and I think it, it's kayfabe. It's all. It's all in what you believe. You know what yeah. I mean? So, it it's hard yeah. for me. Like, you know, I I don't I don't tell my son like, you know, hey, wrestling is not real. I, you know what I mean? He he still when he watches it and he sees something happening, he's like, he really thinks, oh yeah, Roman hates Cesaro. They don't yeah. like each other. Like they'll never hang out. They're not friends or anything like that. Yeah. Or you know what I mean? Like he 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 has that in his his head that oh the fiend has these powers. The Undertaker has these powers. Kane has these powers. So I yeah. think that that plays into it a lot too, man. It's like once you hit that point where it's like you find out. It's like finding out about Santa Claus, man. You're yeah, man, like... that's the perfect analogy right there. When you find out <laughs> Santa Claus ain't real, man. Things change, man. Christmas yeah. is a little, it's a magic a little bit. And and but that that's one of the things, especially with professional wrestling. I remember the moment I, I found out it was it was, you know, fake. Uh, mm-hmm. it was, uh the rock or no it was Triple H versus Ken Shamrock. 
and, and mm-hmm. China was getting smacked by Ken Shamrock, I think it was, or something. Yeah, yeah. Here, they smacked me. You could see it on face. And that was the moment for him. It was like, oh, my God. She told him what to do. Like, you know, like, wow, yeah. this is, you know, this is fake. But, like, when you get older, you start to appreciate it. Like, um, I forgot who posted it up. I don't know if it was Dirty Hills. Shout out Dirty Hills. Nice. They posted up a, a poetry set of some dude. Like, he yeah. used on stage. That was real, man. Like that was I was I was in my feelings watching that. Like right. that was the realest it is. Like, and that 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 captures us in a bottle where it's like wrestling means more to us. And why do we feel the need to explain that to people is because we know the magic is lost once you find out that it's fake. But what's the magic still for you that keeps you drawn in? And the magic is all the memories that that are created. The, the memories that Stone Cold gave you, the memories that Undertaker and The Rock and everything that you sat down and watched. Like, for me, it was with my grandmother. My yeah. grandmother passed away in 2000, so she never saw all this stuff. And so and I do it today for her. Like, my grandmother is my everything. I have all my arms. She's in one of my wrestling promo pitches, and that means a lot to me. You know, I wish she, was, she could have saw me wrestle. She would have been in love with it. But uh, it's, it always comes back to that for us, where it's like, what's the core for us and and for one day it's going to be my kids saying hey my dad's a wrestler and we used to watch wrestling with him and so he was on that tv so it's going to mean something for them and you always have to have that comeback to when it's with wrestling so that yeah. that that post that dirty hills posted up that guy with his father man that's as real as it gets that wrestling's still real man because that's what it is that's it's the realness of it Facts. No, totally agree. Same thing with me and my grandfather. And, you know, the same thing that I think that, you know, like you said, we're creating now is, you know, you think about it, it's like, I'm pretty sure like your kids, they look at you as like a superhero, man. Cause it's like, you know, you're doing something that that's, that's seen on TV. And it's like, this is like something that's like, not a lot of people could do this. So it's just like, yo, my dad is special. He, He knows how to wrestle. You know what I mean? My son looks at me like that. He's like, Hey, my dad is special. He's talking to these wrestlers. You know what I mean? They, yeah, they, 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 they look at it as it's something really, really special. And you know that that I think that's great to to keep that going for our kids. And I, you know, I hope that that goes into the next generation. And you know, they just keep it alive, man. Because wrestling is such a great thing, man. And it, and you know, um, my, my boys, my boys that shot of wrestling, they always say wrestling brings everyone together. And you know that's that's totally true, and and you know it's just it's it's just an amazing thing. I just I love wrestling, man, and you know I don't, I don't even know what else to say. It's just it's just such a dope. Yeah, thing. It's like there's nothing greater than being a part of this, whether you're in the ring, outside of the ring, wanting to talk about it. Nothing tops like being a part of this at all, for sure, across any sport. Yeah, um, yeah man. Um, you know. Just closing out with this, um, what are PJ Savage's hobbies outside of the ring? And does PJ have any talents that maybe fans or other wrestlers want to know that he has? Oh, man. Nah, man. Like, as far as the talents go, my every bit of my talent that God has given me has gone into <laughs> professional wrestling. <laughs> like, it, it's kind of so on par with what you just said, like how my kids look at me, and it's crazy because you, I'm sure, especially with you and your son, how you say your son looks at you because you talk to these wrestlers, he's like, look at my dad, he's special. Mm-hmm. We don't look at ourselves like that. 
Thanks. You don't look in the mirror and go, that's a special man. Like, I don't look in the mirror and go, you're a professional wrestler. You're on par with all these guys. You are a superhero. No, because I'm a regular guy. You know, in my head, I'm a regular person. And I'm doing all these extraordinary things, but I don't even think about it, man. Like, I'm catching dudes jumping out of a ring. I was going to jump off a U-Haul truck this weekend and just be like, yeah, this is something I could do. Yeah. And I'm not even thinking about it. Like, you know, but like you said, the normal person can't do that. So all my talent has gone into professional wrestling, and I hope it continues to grow. God has blessed me into being a professional wrestler, and I'm, I'm six months into this indie scene and gaining the steam that I'm gaining, and I'm blessed right now, man. But uh, as far as my hobbies go... My hobbies consist of playing my Xbox, my PlayStation, <laughs> my, my Switch, um, and studying wrestling. Like, legit, that, that that is my life. I spend time with my wife, of course. We watch movies. And I love horror movies, um, The Conjuring and all that stuff. The Godzilla movies. I'm heavy in the Godzilla. Uh, Dragon Balls. Yeah, I like my anime. I watch my anime every once in a while. I'm a normal person. I'm just like everybody else out here, you know? Like, uh playstation my xbox playing video games that's how i unwind that's how i'm plugged i remember i watched the, uh, i think it was the 24 series with finn balor and mm-hmm. uh like he used to play with his legos to take his mind over professional wrestling because it's a grind and it is a grind so for me every night i'll you know pop on my xbox play the p5 for a little bit just so you know unplug from talking to promoter after promoter and Half of them leave you on scene. The other ones tell you they ain't got no spots. The other ones tell you, hey, we want you to come down to Tennessee, but we can't pay for your travel. So then you don't want me to come down to Tennessee. <laughs> yeah, but fact. then you're just talking to all that, and then uh, you need to unwind. So, like, my hobbies are more of unwinding for me. My whole life revolves around professional wrestling. Like, everything. Legit, bro. Uh, I go to sleep with professional wrestling. I eat all my meals with wrestling in mind. I hang out with wrestling in mind. Man, I watch, like, rap battles and stuff on YouTube, and I'm watching them, and I used mm-hmm. to enjoy them, and now I'm looking at them like, yo, this guy got stage presence. All right, yeah. I like how he's delivering his lines. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to take that. I'm going to deliver something like that, bam, and, and put that into my promos. So everything from me, like, my girl makes fun of me. I watch documentaries about famous people, and I'm over here, like, watching a documentary about the Beatles or some weird white guy, and she's mm-hmm. like, why are you watching this? I'm like, to see if I can take some and put it into my professional wrestling career. Like, that's that's what it is, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, you know, it's, it's funny. Battle, battle rap, I always feel, is, is the closest thing in yeah. hip-hop to wrestling, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Those guys, have they have their characters. They have their catchphrases. Yep. Uh, you know, it's just uh, going out there, putting on a show, making sure you don't Feeding off the crowd. And yeah. Feeding off that yeah. crowd, yeah. It's great. So, I definitely, I, I, I love battle rap, man. Um. Fans who want to follow you, check you out, see your career, all the great things that are coming your way, how would they connect with you on social media? Man, I'm on Instagram, Twitter, I'm Facebook, everything, at PJ Savage. Uh, I think on Facebook, it's PJ Savage Official. Um, on YouTube, it's PJ Savage. Uh, go check out that YouTube. Let's get those subs up, the likes, the subscribes, everything. Uh, ProWrestlingTees.com slash PJ Savage. I got some merch dropping this Saturday, so it's going to be dope. Uh, three designs are dropping. Uh, I got some pins coming out, some hats, uh, a slam buddy. I got a whole bunch of stuff in the works, PJ Savage stuff. And uh, I got a bunch of shows coming up. Uh, July 10th, I'm at uh, Eclipse. 
uh, Clips Wrestling Upstate, and uh, July 17th, I'm over at Titan Wrestling, Titan Championship Wrestling, July 24th, I might be up at uh, XWA for their big pay-per-view, man, I got so much stuff lined up, it's crazy, I'm blessed, but come follow me, I'm cool, I answer my DMs, I talk to everybody, I don't, I like to say this, I don't have fans, I have family. You're not even supporters. You guys are all family. Everything you guys do, whether it's a comment, a like, a share, you put me on your stories. Man, it's love for me. Thank you so much. And big shout out to Rap and Wrestle, the platform you've been giving people, things you're doing out of your own time, giving me a platform, other people a platform. Your work is amazing. Everything you're doing, bringing the worlds of rap and wrestle together. That's special, man. Not too many people are doing what you're doing out here. Your son should be proud to call you his pops, man. Real stuff. Yeah, definitely. I appreciate that, bro. Um, you know, once again, I appreciate you taking the time out and, you know, coming on the show. And um, I'm going to keep giving that voice to dope people like you, PJ, man. So I'm, I'm man, hoping, appreciate you, man. Hoping a lot of dope things come your way, bro. And, um, you know, for us fans, make sure you follow PJ. Make sure you cop merch. Check out his YouTube. Check out all his social media, uh, as well as make sure you follow Rap and Wrestle, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Once again, make sure you check us out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube. Make sure you subscribe. And for this episode, it's Derek, it's PJ Savage, and we are out. Peace.